This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Coming up, if you love antiques, collectibles, and very cool objects to art, I've got the place you need to be this September. I'm Martin Strong. I'll tell you about the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair, September 9th and 10th at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. A lot of people going broke here in Canada. Business bankruptcies shot up 36.9% year over year in the second quarter of 2023. And the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy reports that personal bankruptcies rose 23.5%. So what's to blame? Well, you probably guessed it. High interest rates. The Canadian Association of Insolvency and Restructuring Professionals says interest rate hikes are increasing the stress on businesses and individuals as they face higher costs and weakening consumer demand. The organization also notes that consumer insolvencies are rising steadily and it's predicting they will surpass pre-pandemic averages later this year. Toronto-based Canada Goose, those are the people that make those very warm winter jackets that are also very pricey. Well, they are expanding and Canada Goose is finding that trying to grow the brand is also very expensive. Canada Goose lost $85 million in its first quarter as it opened new stores in Dublin, Las Vegas, and Washington and relocated its Beijing flagship property. That's an increase over the $63.6 million loss that they posted last year, though they are seeing more money coming in. Revenue for Canada Goose in the quarter climbed to $84.8 million. New Health Canada warning labels for cigarettes took effect this past week in Canada, and not just on the packs. These messages are on the individual cigarettes, and they have such cheerful slogans as poison in every puff. Other mentions include damage uh, to your organs, leukemia, and impotence, all written right on the cigarette. The Canadian Cancer Society figures the tough language will convince teenagers not to smoke. General Motors is recalling about 900 vehicles from the 2013 model year in Canada and the U.S. that are equipped with the Takata airbag inflators that could explode and hurl shrapnel in a crash. The recall covers Chevy Camaro, Sonic, and Volt vehicles from 2013, as well as the Buick Verano. The inflators are among a group made by Takata that is under investigation but has not previously been recalled. An Arizona Tesla owner is warning others with electric cars to read the manual after he got trapped inside his car on a 37-degree day for 20 minutes. This was in Arizona. Rick Megason says back in June, he got inside his Tesla, shut the door, and then suddenly nothing worked. The lithium-ion battery that propels the car was fully charged but he didn't realize there's a separate hidden 12-volt battery that runs everything inside a Tesla, like the doors and the windows. That battery had died without warning. And what he didn't realize is that all Tesla cars have a manual emergency release latch. He would have known that if he had read the manual. He only finally got out after calling his sister, who opened the door using a Tesla app. And Canadian Swifties are going to get their chance to see their in-person next year. 
Uh, this is uh, so far just in Toronto, though. After initially snubbing Canada, Taylor Swift is bringing her Eras tour to Toronto for six shows at the Rogers Centre in November. The tickets go on sale August 9th. Swift is the first artist to do six nights at the Rogers Centre in Toronto as part of a single tour. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, it's the antique and art event of the season. Showpiece Art and Antique Fair, September 9th and 10th at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver on Commercial Drive. And we'll tell you everything you need to know about it with the organizer right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And are, are you the type of person who likes to peruse the antique stores or any kind of store that has interesting pieces of art or collectible stuff? Then this September... You are going to be in heaven. September 9th and 10th, that's a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, the Croatian Cultural Center on Commercial Drive in Vancouver will be turned into a 14,000 square foot treasure trove for lovers of everything beautiful and unique. The Showpiece Art and Antique Fair features sellers from around the world showcasing amazing stuff, whether you are a seasoned collector or just beginning to, you know, curate your own treasures. This show is for you. It's being put on by McCallum Events. And with me now is Elizabeth McCallum. Uh, thanks for being here, Elizabeth. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. I've been reading about the show on your website. If you go to McCallumEvents.ca, and it's M-C, there's two C's. It's not Mac, M-A. It's M-C-C. A-L-L-U-M events, McCallum events. Um, and I was looking at it. And at first I, I saw the date, September 9th and 10th. And I thought, oh, that's so far away. And then I realized September 9th and 10th is coming up. It's hard to believe. It is. It's coming faster than I'm ready for. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this show. It, it looks uh, very big, very expansive, and a lot of different sellers from, from all over the world, right? Uh, all over Canada, yes. Oh, okay. Bringing items uh, from all over the world. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, so I mean, walk us through. what If you walk through the door September 9th, uh, what are you going to see? Um, you are, your eyes are just going to explode with all the beautiful things that we've got coming. Our vendors are bringing um, antique items and vintage items and modern. Um, you're going to see everything from jewelry to paintings rare books, sculptures, paper goods. There's a suit of armor coming, um, <laughs> militaria, you know, everything beautiful that you would consider collectible or art. Wow. Militaria. That sounds yes. interesting. It does. <laughs> Everyone needs yeah. a decorative sword uh, yeah. over the mantelpiece, I think. Yeah. And it, it comes in handy when you need it too. Sometimes. <laughs> Because this kind of stuff, um, I think, because I was going to say that, because I'm a collector myself, and I think most people, they just kind of love this stuff. And everybody has their own little thing that they collect. Uh, I know I collect records and uh, all sorts of collectibles. I have some collectible books and stuff. I mean, uh, what do you find is the one thing that people get most excited about in a show like this? 
You know, it's hard to pin it down to just one thing because as you said, everyone is a collector um, and, uh, and everyone collects different things. I used to collect hockey cards. Oh, really? <laughs> I used to collect shells way back when. Um, and now I collect different things. So I collect um, uh, art, um, you know, whether it's a, a piece I bought at a rubber sale years ago or uh, something that I bought um, recently at a, a local artist. Uh, that kind of thing I like. I like the eclectic stuff. Um, I have an old barometer on the wall of my house, and I have Turkish coffee pots that belong to my husband's grandparents. So people are going to find the unexpected, um, something that's going, to, that's going to speak to them and is going to fill that, that hole they didn't know needed filling. They don't, they don't want to fill with just something generic from the box store. You want a special statement piece, and that's what you're going to find. Yeah, and I guess when you walk in, uh, you're going to be surprised, and you never know what you're going to see. So what do you say to people who are who are just starting to, you know, maybe they're getting to that age where they have a home now, and they're starting to, you know, because when you're young, you're not so much into you know, collecting things for your home. But then you get to an age, you know, you, oh, I, I love these kind of planters or I love this, ki- I love this kind of art. Um, what do you say to people? What should they look for? What, what, what kind of things would you recommend uh, somebody who's kind of new to this type of collecting, whether it's antiques or, or just curios in general or pieces of art? What kind of advice do you have for them? Well, I think the first thing you want to do is be open to the experience, you know, come and see what speaks to you. Um, and, and you may not know what you're collecting yet. Maybe you don't even want to be a collector of a, a certain type of thing, but if you're open to finding a piece that speaks to you, this is the place to do it. Um, and maybe you already have a collection of, of China or weird and wonderful some things. I don't know what it is. Um, you don't have to be a formal collector. You just experiment with your own sense of beauty. You know, mm. you're going to think of yourself like Indiana Jones and you're going to come in, um, <laughs> you know, da 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 I'm going to find this beautiful piece and it's going to speak to me and, um, and it'll go really well with my decor and my fedora and my bullwhip. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, We're talking to Elizabeth McCallum from McCallum Events. They are presenting the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair. It is happening on September 9th and 10th at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver on Commercial Drive. And you can go to McCallumEvents.ca for uh, ticket information and all that stuff. And when you talk about uh, collectibles and antiques and all these things, uh, it's sort of a weird thing that, that the collectors, uh, sort of a fine line that they walk between the love of collecting, but also sometimes this stuff becomes valuable. And it seems like, uh, I mean, the older things get, the rarer they get, and generally the rarer they get, the more valuable they get. Will there be some pretty high-end valuable things uh, on display at the, at the show? There will indeed. Um, we are presenting this as a high-end event. This is not a flea market. Um, you know, those being able to go and buy those things are great. Um, but there was uh, an opening for something like this. COVID has been really hard 
for everyone in so many ways. And it really did hit the antique market and the antique vendors um, and vintage and whatnot. Um, the other thing we learned about during COVID is that we all spent a lot of time in our homes and we got to see them again and and have a, a new look at them um, and realize how important it was to surround ourselves with things that, that brought us joy and beauty and made us feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So while you can absolutely uh, come and buy a spectacular $20,000 item, uh, and yet to be specified <laughs> at the fair, um, you don't always have to spend that much to find something really special because antique uh, and quality vintage items, they are approachable and in most cases they're affordable and the craftsmanship is far superior to the stuff one buys today. You know, the generic mass produced big box stuff that everyone else has. You know, I mm-hmm. myself don't want to have what everyone else has. Um, and that's where finding something older is the is the best no one else has it it does have value it will continue to have value if not monetarily it will actually have emotional value for you as well mm-hmm. and in this world of uh antiques and and curios and things like that what are some of the things that are really getting hot these days what what are people really excited about is it furniture mid-century modern is that still a thing what what are the things that people really want uh, right now, Gen X and millennials are collecting things uh, from mid-century. So um, as an example, they're collecting ashtray stands, not because they're smoking, but because they're using them in different ways. They're using them as side tables, as candy dishes, as uh, TV trays and book racks, you name it. The mid-century modern movement has sparked a massive interest in anything and everything our parents and our grandparents owned, from dishes to side tables, uh, magazine racks to vintage jewelry, um, and decorative pieces like glass vases. And you'll see many examples of this in September at the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of that stuff, it's, it's because it reminds us of being uh, younger, I guess. Is that your theory on why people are so into these kind of uh, antiques? I think it's, it is partly that because it's the stuff that our parents and our grandparents had. It takes us back to when we were younger and there's a comfort in that type of familiarity. Um, and because they're, they're treasured pieces, right? Often these are really useful pieces that with age become more special um, and uh, it's a way of looking at a, a piece in a new way or with a new purpose because the quality remains so superior. Um, I have a friend who bought an antique diamond and she designed it into a modern ring for her engagement. So now she has the old diamond with the new and it's a ring that no one else has. Um, another friend has an antique barber chair in her home uh, so it was once very useful, and now it's a statement piece. Um, my uh, one sister has an old half-painted Dutch cabinet, half, because our grandmother tried to sca- scrape off the paint with a copper penny, but she never finished. Uh, <laughs> and my other sister still uses the toaster our Aunt Sally won at a pre-Olympic competition. She competed in the 1960 uh, Olympics in Rome. And uh, so this fabulous mid-century modern toaster not only reminds us of our Aunt Sally, but it also makes a really great piece of toast. 
<laughs> so it does two things. That's it awesome. It does two things. Yeah, I, I always love that when it's something that's been passed down in the family and there are sort of examples or evidence of of people doing something to it, like trying to scrape off the paint with a penny. And you can actually, <laughs> you can kind of feel their presence right there. You can. And it sort of ties into you sort of feeling younger or, or hearkening back to our youth. Um, my grandmother is long gone, but this reminds me of her when I see it. And that's the same for many people. You know, if they have, even if it's just one teacup, from their granny's old English rose pattern and sits on display. Um, and maybe they, they love that and they decide to add to their collection of old rose uh, English, you know, the old English rose teacup pattern. And they'll get a few more pieces. And then it, it's not just that it reminds them of their grandmother, but it, it helps them sort of fulfill further things that she would have liked to do. So it really builds that connection. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's a, it's a great thing. And I, I, I really can't wait to walk into, uh, the Croatian cultural center on September 9th and 10th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. It's the showpiece art and antique fair. And uh, our guest is Elizabeth McCallum, uh, from McCallum events. So now we know where the name comes from. Uh, I should, uh, <laughs> clarify the spelling. It's M C C A L L U M. So it's mccallumevents.ca. You can go to the website for ticket information. And I, I guess, is, is there still room for uh, any sellers who want to get in on this? There are. You know, we've been very careful about curating the vendors that are coming in, but we do still have some room for, um, for some select vendors if, they, uh, if they'd love to participate in our event. If you yeah. are a vendor or you know someone who wants to take part in this beautiful, wonderful, eclectic art and antique, high-end, fabulous uh, items show, please do uh, check out the website, mckelmevents.ca. That's actually the best website for vendors to check out. Um, for everyone else, because there, you can spell McCallum wrong, showpiecefair.com. <laughs> Com is uh, is actually the most direct thing, and you'll see right. a great example of um, the items that our vendors might be bringing. Perhaps not the exact item; uh, it might be gone by the time it comes to the sale. But certainly, it's a really good indication of the types of things and the quality uh, and the exciting items you're going to see at the fair. Right, showpiecefair.com is the place to go uh, on the web. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about what you can find at the fair. And I want to ask uh, Elizabeth uh, what her collection is like. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking object of art objects of art and antiques, because on September 9th and 10th, there is a big thing happening at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver on Commercial Drive. It's the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair. Uh, Elizabeth McCallum is with McCallum Events, and they are putting on the show. It's 14,000 square feet of uh, just all sorts of collectibles, antiques, objects of art, and uh, Elizabeth, I know you're in the middle of it, organizing the whole thing. But if uh, if you were just walking through the door at the beginning 
of the uh, showpiece art and antique fair, what's the first thing you would be drawn to? Well, um, I like things that are shiny. <laughs> so <laughs> You're like um, a crow. <laughs> I am. Uh, so I think I, uh, I may go check out the jewelry, frankly, because um, it, you know, it's just beautiful and it sparkles and it, it brings out my inner magpie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, so there'll be lots of uh, interesting jewelry uh, for sale at the showpiece art and antique fair. Yeah. Yeah. And um, almost all of it is uh, it's vintage or antique. So it is absolutely unique. You're not going to find another piece like it around. Right. You know, and if you don't want to dress like everyone else, then then this is definitely where you would find that beautiful piece, whether it's an engagement ring or you're treating yourself to something fabulous and sparkly. Right, right. And you, you just use the words vintage and antique. And I'm curious if there, what's the difference in your mind between antiques and uh, vintage stuff? So an antique is something that's over 100 years old. And that includes the jewelry and the furniture and the decor or pretty much anything that comes um, before the earliest 20th century. Vintage usually refers to post-First World War items to about 20 years ago. So um, essentially items from another era. The 80s, for example, are vintage, which shocks some of us who remember breakdancing and John Hughes movies <laughs> like they came out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, millennials are now vintage. Um, vintage also ties in with the interest in not adding to landfill. Uh, in retaining and reusing old items because antiquing or vintaging is the original form of upcycling. You reuse, you refurbish, and you enjoy again, uh, sometimes in that very new, um, that very different way with a new purpose. Um, and always because the quality remains so superior. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess uh, things like the 80s are, uh, they seem to be coming on very strong in terms of the culture now and the things that are, because I, I was talking to a, a, a person who deals in collectibles, especially hockey cards and things. And he said, the big thing now is technology from the 80s and 90s. And then things like uh, video games. And video games are now becoming old vintage video games are becoming really collectible. So it's interesting how that that world changes all the time. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because I remember having the old Commodore 64 computer and we loaded uh, our game on a tape cassette deck. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine that having worth today. It took so long and it was so limited to compare to, to one single app on my phone. But again, you know, you were talking about hearkening back to our youth and, and it's, you know, if I see that, that's exactly what it's going to spark in me then is remembering that. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair. It's September 9th and 10th at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver. Uh, that place is on Commercial Drive. Uh, and if you go to showpiecefair.com. You can find information on tickets, showpiecefair.com. And uh, September's coming because <laughs> we're just a couple <laughs> of days away from August. And I, I don't mean to be a downer about the summer, but September's coming up. And, uh, and September's such a good time, too, to, to kind of get into uh, 
shopping for these kind of antiques and things. I think it's a, it's a kind of a nice time of year for that. I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, well, first, any time of year is excellent for shopping, <laughs> especially for <laughs> antiques. But, um, you know, now that uh, when summer is starting to end and you start to look inward again into your home and knowing that you're buckling down for the, for the winter, um, and it's time to, to make sure it's the space that you want it to be and you sort of get rid of the, the old clutter, uh, you know, the plastic pool toys or whatever. And for me, I, I'm looking for quality again come the, the fall because I'm going to spend a lot more time inside. I'm going to spend a lot more time with my items. Um, and I want to look at things that, uh, as William Morris said, are either beautiful or practical. Right. Right. And uh, it's, it's interesting. You, you've mentioned the word a couple of times, repurposing. And uh, I guess this is also kind of a, a sort of a healthy thing of taking things that still have some life in them and, uh, you know, sort of moving them on. And they're things of great beauty and great quality. And uh, I guess you're giving them new life. Exactly. You know, um, it, it's, Getting out of buying the, you know, the generic stuff that everyone else has, finding the toaster that still makes a great piece of toast and doesn't need to end up in landfill, and looking at something that was once, say, that ashtray and turning it into an objet d'art, a beautiful conversation piece to have on your mantelpiece or, you know, holding your earbuds, <laughs> you know, beautiful inlaid box that, that all holds the television remote in your earbuds. It's perfect. Um, and, mm -hmm. it, and it's a nice counterpoint to your sleek modern condo. Yeah. I have a table in my house that my mother bought when I was a kid. And I always remember her buying, she bought it at an antique store. And uh, the thing I like the most about the table, it's a nice looking table. It's getting kind of old and beaten up. But the thing I like the most about it is I remember how excited my mother was to buy this table. <laughs> and that's what I love about the table. Well, and that's, that's beautifully how it works. Because that table really meant something to her, and it has that memory for you. Um, and now, so she became part of the story, and now you are part of the story. And when you pass it to someone else, they are going to become part of that story, too. Because every piece tells a story. Um, you know, like my grandmother and the, the Dutch cabinet. It's a lovely piece of furniture, but it's more special with the fact that she went at it with a copper penny to get the paint off and didn't finish. Um, <laughs> You know, I have a, an Ethiopian silver cuff that my godmother gave to me. And one day I'm going to pass that on to my goddaughter. So we all become part of that story. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's all all in one place, September 9th and 10th at the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver. That's on Commercial Drive. You can go to showpiecefair.com for ticket information. And we've talked about all the stuff that's there, lots of antiques. Uh, there's going to be paintings, objects of art, all sorts of collectibles. What are some of the things maybe that we haven't touched on that people might be excited about at the uh, Showpiece Art and Antique Fair? Um, we've got some beautiful rare books coming. Um, if you're like me, when you come across uh, some old leather books, I open them up and I stick my nose in them and I smell them. 
That's the right. first thing I do with old books. These might be actually too good to do that too, but we've got rare books. We've got the jewelry, um, uh, paper goods, you know, diaries and letters from a bygone era, you know, things that, that are, are, are stunning and different. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about it, it's, pulling that into your design and adding to its story with your own um, shiny things. I think I mentioned suit of armor um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and jewelry. Uh, what else do we have coming? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. There's, there's yeah. just such an eclectic mix of beautiful things. I'm actually prepared to come in and be um, surprised every time I turn a corner, every time I get to a new booth at something unique and exciting that um, I'm going to have a lot of wanting, <laughs> yeah. a lot of wanting um, and, uh, and finding so many things that are going to call to me. And even if I don't get to walk out with all of them, <laughs> um, you know, it, it helps me reevaluate the things that I have as well um, and realize how precious it is, the stuff that I've already got um, and how I look forward to, curating when I add things to it, to right. my collection. Right. And and people can just go to showpiecefair.com to get an idea of what's there because it's a lot of stuff. It's going to be 14,000 square feet. And I understand that the CKNW Kids Fund is going to benefit from the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair. How does that work? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a McCallum event. You know, we're, we're McCallums. We're a multi-generational family. We've got a long history in BC. Um, and we understand the importance of giving back to our community. And I can't think of a better way to give back than the Kids Fund. Because um, we know CKNW has been giving back to the community for a vintage age, 75 years now. So um, we're really happy to support the Kids Fund with a raffle. It's going to take place at the fair with all proceeds benefiting the CKNW Kids Fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't lose. It's all part of the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair, September 9th and 10th at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver. Go to showpiecefair.com for tickets. Uh, showpiecefair.com for ticket information. And if you're a vendor as well, uh, there are a few spots. If you go to mccallumevents.ca, and uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, you still have some uh, spots to fill. So that's a, that, that could be quite exciting. It is, you know, because a lot of people hadn't heard of us yet or they've been away. Um, and we really want to make this an event for, for the vendors who've been hit hard over the last several years and haven't had a chance to, to bring their beautiful items to, uh, to a good audience. Yeah, so I guess for a lot of uh, antique uh, dealers and antique uh, perusers, this will be a, a, their first big show since COVID. Yes, it is. I mean, there have been a, a couple of um, lower-end ones, and there have been sort of flea markets and whatnot, but there hasn't been anything where the really great stuff has had a chance to come out in a very long time, and we're delighted that we're the ones who can, who can bring it. All right. Well, Elizabeth McCallum, thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, McCallum Events presenting the Showpiece Art and Antique Fair September 9th and 10th at the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver on Commercial Drive. Showpiecefair.com is the place to go for ticket information and all the information about what you can see there. 
And uh, if you're a vendor, mccallumevents.ca is the place to go. Well, I wish you the best of luck and I look forward to seeing you there. Uh, Thanks for talking to us, Elizabeth. My pleasure. Thanks so much. And coming up on Vancouver Consumer, a treasure trove of Freddie Mercury memorabilia is going up for auction in London. And coming up, it's the story of Freddie's relationship with his best friend, a woman he left half his fortune to. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And if you're a fan of the classic band Queen and their lead singer Freddie Mercury, And you like memorabilia to collect, this is for you. This weekend, Sotheby's Auction House in London is putting on a free exhibit of a vast collection of Freddie Mercury's personal items before more than 1,400 of them go up for sale next month. They include his dazzling sequin cat suits, leather jackets, and I'm sure you've seen this, the lavish red cape and the crown he wore on his last Queen performance in 1986. Also handwritten drafts of songs like Bohemian Rhapsody and the baby grand piano he used to write Queen's greatest hits. The Yamaha Baby Grand, which is set to sell for as much as $3.8 million, is said to be the heart of Mercury's musical and personal story, Um, from 1975 until his death. But really, the heart of Freddie Mercury's story is a woman by the name of Mary Austin. The decision to sell all this stuff was ultimately made by her. She lived with Freddie Mercury in the early days of Queen and remained very close to him for the whole of his life. Despite the fact that they split up as romantic partners very early on, and he would go on to have other very serious relationships with men. Freddie and Mary were so close, in fact, though, that when Mercury died in 1991 from AIDS complications, he left half of his estate to her, and his estate was worth about 75 million pounds back in the early 90s. That was a lot of money. Austin is now 72 years old, lives a very private life between or behind the high walls of Freddie's London mansion. And it was just this past April when she made the announcement to sell off this memorabilia, saying it was time to close this very special chapter of her life. Freddie Mercury first met Mary Austin in 1969. He was 24. She was 19, working in a little West London fashion boutique. And at one point in that store, Freddie had a stall where he sold clothes along with his partner at the time, his business partner, Roger Taylor, the guy who would become the drummer of Queen. Mary and Freddie uh, broke up as romantic partners in the early 70s, but they remained best friends. Mercury actually wrote the Queen song Love of My Life from the 1975 album Night at the Opera about her. In his will that he signed in 1991, Freddie left half of his wealth to her, and half to his parents and sister. Even Mercury's lover at the time of his death, Jim Hutton, was said to have only received a half million pounds. And Mary was at his bedside holding his hand when he died at the age of 45. She later carried out his wish to secretly scatter his ashes. And while there have been various rumors about where she dropped those ashes, one theory 
is that they were scattered under the cherry tree in his garden, though she never officially revealed where the ashes of Freddie Mercury went. And Mary Austin has been quoted as saying, I lost my family, really, when Freddie died. He was everything to me apart from my sons. He was like no one I had met before. That's Mary Austin. She would uh, go on to have two kids uh, with painter Pierce Cameron. And that's the story of Mary Austin and Freddie Mercury. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. We're here every Saturday afternoon, two to four. Thanks in a big part to our producer, Leo Coelho. We'll see you next week. I'm Martin Strong. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.